0: Okay, are you ready? Would you please open your Bible study to lesson five? This, the next section of, of teachings that I'm going to be doing over the next several weeks, I believe, I believe that this is God's heart for all of you in a great big way. I'm going to be talking about faith. I'm going to be talking about believing because that's the key. God's done his part and our part. There's one thing for us to do and that's to believe. So we're going to talk about believing. We're going to talk about building up that faith, growing that faith and believing. I'm going to tell you a little synopsis of what we're going to be doing over the next couple weeks. Today we're going to look at what the Bible says about faith. We're going to look at the Bible definition of faith and some of the biblical um, people and how they obtained their good report. Next week, we're going to talk about childlike faith. In this world that we live in, there is so darn much intellectualism and, and thinking you have to understand God. You're not going to understand him. We're going to talk about childlikeness. God says to come like children and to just simply believe. So we're going to look at those characteristics of childlike faith. And then we're going to start talking about the power of our words the scripture that Tom shared tonight faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god we're going to look at the power of speaking god's word and what that does in your in your heart of hearts to to just strengthen that faith muscle inside of you so that's next well not next week cuz marlene's here next week but that'll be the following week then week 3 of this uh, Very practical teaching that I, um, I don't even know what I call it, but I look at what the default is in this world, the default, the operating system that's in the world, the way that we speak, the way that we act, the way that we react, the things that we look at, the things that we read when you're fighting anything in your physical body or in any area of your life. That's the default. But we're going to look at God's operating system. And it's very practical. This is what the default is. This is God's best. And there's a whole series, maybe eight or ten things That we're going to talk about, so practical If you take that practicality and start applying it God's word will manifest itself I've seen it time and time again And then the fourth teaching in this little series Is about the balance of God's grace and our faith Because I don't want you to get shipwrecked Into thinking I have to do, 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 do i have to confess god's word three times a day or i won't get healed that's not true so we're going to look at the balance of grace and faith so i believe these next four sessions are god's heart for every one of us god's heart for you to know him and his best for you so please please look at your calendar Set aside Wednesday nights for the next month and do your best to be here for those four weeks because it's, it's just powerful foundation on faith. Life-changing. I believe that, I believe, I totally with all my heart believe that coming to know the healer, coming to know him personally and trust him and have faith in him and in his word is how I received healing. And I want every one of you to receive fully, completely. So would you please look at the lesson purpose with me? We're going to just do part of this lesson today. Jesus teaches us that whatever we ask for in prayer, believe that we have received it and it will be ours. The question then is how? How do we develop a faith to believe without doubting? Faith is like a muscle. We have a muscular system within our bodies, but if we don't exercise those muscles, they don't become strong. Likewise, we must exercise our faith in order to strengthen it to a point where we believe God's promises of healing more than we believe the doctor's report or the symptoms that we may be experiencing. So the purpose of this lesson is to lay the biblical groundwork regarding faith in preparation for starting our faith exercise program. So... We're going to get in shape, Fred. (laughs) He's our lifetime fitness dude. We're going to get in shape in here. Okay, foundation one. We're going to look at how Jesus teaches faith. He teaches us the spiritual principle of praying in faith. The world says seeing is believing, but Jesus says that believing is seeing. So let's look at our foundational scripture, which is Mark chapter 11. And please, if you have a Bible, open it. Mark 11. I love this scripture, as you all know. Starting with verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Whoever says to this cancer, Whoever says to this trigeminal neuralgia, Whoever says to this arthritis, whoever says to this wounded heart, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Okay, so what could that mountain be? Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Could be anything right could be any issue it could be little it could be so insurmountable that you don't know how in the world you're ever going to get over it anything that you're believing god for is that mountain that he says to speak to in this scripture it talks about speaking to the mountain it talks about speaking a lot it says whoever says to this mountain first he said um, say be removed and be cast into the sea And then later on it says, but when he believes what he says, he will have it. He'll have whatever he says. So it talks about speaking to the mountain. It also talks about believing without doubting in your heart. So here, rewind 11 years ago, right now, I had stage four cancer. And I remember reading the scripture over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again. And when I was first reading it, it was like, how God, how, how am I supposed to believe without doubting that I'm healed when the doctor says, and all the reports say, and the symptoms are showing and everything else says that I have stage four cancer. So how am I supposed to do that? That's what we're going to be talking about this week and next week. If you look at the bottom of that scripture at the at the last part in verse 24 it says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them believe that you receive them and you will have them it doesn't say believe and then have them or it doesn't say receive them and have them and then believe it doesn't say the believing comes at the end it says the believing comes first and then the receiving comes. And that word receive, we talked last week, is actually to take. When we believe it, we're just taking hold of what God's already given to us. It's like this gift that somebody's presenting to you. And we're, we're receiving it. We're taking that gift. We're receiving it. But the believing part is the connection. So what I'd like to do today... Is to start with the Bible definition of what that faith is What, what the Bible says it is So let's go to the, the chapter in the Bible That they call the Faith Hall of Fame Which is Hebrews chapter 11 We're going to spend a little bit of time in this chapter right now Hebrews chapter 11 Oh Father God I thank you for your word right now And I thank you for the promises that you've given us I thank you that the reason that we can have faith is because of you, because you are the faithful one, because of your promises, because of your love for us. And I pray right now, Father God, as we talk about faith, that something new is just birthed in us, a new knowing of who you are and what your plan is and what your desire is for your kids. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Okay, Hebrews 11, one. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I want to talk about the, that beginning part of that scripture. Faith is the substance. The word substance is a foundation. It's the groundwork. Faith is the foundation of things hoped for Now I used to think that hope wasn't good Hope wasn't good enough Faith is what we needed That hope was just a wish Or hope was like well that would be nice Or you've heard people say I hope and I pray And I would think well that's not faith That's just like a wish But hope is God's plan the Bible says that faith is the substance, the foundation, the very groundwork of the things that we hope for. Hope is important. But that word hope, I want to tell you about the word hope. That word hope is not that, that little water down word that means I would like that. I hope that happens. That would be nice. I wish for that. That's not what hope is. That's not God's definition of hope. God's definition of hope is confident, joyous, expectation Write that down if you don't have it down already When you look it up in the concordance That's what it means Confident joyous expectation That's a big difference bet- Than oh I would like that to happen That confident joyous expectation Comes Because you believe something true That's what faith is That the reason that we have expectation, the reason that something is bubbling up in you, that fervor, that holy fervor, because the reason that's in you is because you believe something true. The only way, guys, the only way that you're going to believe God's truth is to have a relationship with him. Because you're not going to believe with, with not knowing intimately somebody. You're not going to believe them. You're not going to trust them. You don't go to a stranger and put your trust in him or her. And if you have no relationship or a very uh, distant relationship with God, that's the kind of relationship I had when I was first diagnosed. I didn't know him personally. It took time for my faith to ramp up. To believe him and to trust him. Because it's based on relationship. Faith is is based on an encounter with Jesus. John had an encounter with Jesus last week. Big time. A lot of us have had amazing encounters with Jesus. And let me tell you, your faith goes higher and higher and higher with every encounter. That's why we share those testimonies. That testimony isn't just for John. That testimony is for every one of us to help us to see the goodness of God and for our expectation to rise. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. That expectation, that confident, joyous expectation, the reason we have it is because we believe in the truth. And the reason that we believe in the truth is because we know the giver of the gift, because we intimately have relationship with him that 's where faith comes from that 's the foundation of faith is relationship with god we 're going to talk a lot about relationship in later weeks, but that is critical that's foundational. When my friend Jenny started um, giving me little tidbits of things to do, she said a couple things, she said, "Spend time with God every day. <laughs> one sentence. It changed my life and she said. Pray the word of God She gave me healing scriptures And she said pray these scriptures Declare them Two little bits of advice Two six word sentences Changed my life Faith is the substance of things hoped for Believing what is true So I've got a little, a little um, Three steps here we are persuaded of something true. I'm gonna back, I'm gonna do this the other way. I can do it frontwards or backwards, it doesn't matter, but I just changed my mind. I'm allowed to do that. I'm a woman. We are excited, I'm excited, because we're expecting something good. And we're expecting something good because we're persuaded of something true. I just restated. Faith is the substance of things hoped for We're excited because we're expecting something good And we're expecting something good because we're persuaded of something true So now how are you going to get that persuasion in you? That's where we're going I would like to look we go to the next screen, please I'm going to look at the same scripture in the amplified This is god's definition of faith In the Amplified, they take these words and they just expand them. And they take the original Greek words and they really um, uh, make them so much clearer. And they give you lots of, of, of depth. Look at this scripture in the Amplified. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. Don't you like that? The title deed of things we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses Title deed that's what faith is faith is your title deed Title deed means you own it your confirmation Your assurance of those things you hope for those things that you're expecting your faith is a title deed you own it And it's the proof of the things you don't see. It's the proof. You don't see it yet, but your faith is the proof of it, and it will manifest. Faith is the believing part that appropriates or takes hold of the gift that Jesus has given to us. But the last part here is so important. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. When we're living this life The default Is relying on your senses Relying on what you know intellectually Because it might be a doctor's report Or it might be um, uh, something that you, you just know It might be something you feel in your body That you see, that you hear Your senses are what we typically depend on but God's saying, oh, no, don't, pe- don't depend on your senses. Believe outside of your senses. That's what faith is. Faith is not relying on your intellect or your senses. Faith is believing, like we're going to talk about next week, in a very childlike way. Trusting God, not depending on your senses. Okay. Okay. If you look at page um, 33 in your Bible study at the top It talks about um, hope and faith Hope is an expression of what we want And is in the future tense Faith is a belief that our request is accomplished now Even though we may not see it Because we're not going by our senses And then the next part Just kind of breaks down that amplified translation Faith is the substance, the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of what we hope for. It's the evidence or the proof of what we do not see and the conviction of their reality. The word conviction means I'm convinced. I'm convinced even though it's not in my sense realm. I'm convinced that it is more real. God's promise is more real than that doctor's report. And it's perceiving as real fact that which has not yet been revealed to our senses. I just have to stop right here, and I believe that this is a word for somebody right now. God's word is the final word. God's word is the final word. It's the end of the story. I have a woman that I'm believing with for a good report right now, and last night I was praying with her, and that's what he said. He said, Oh no, my word's the final word. Above, above what the doctor says, above what the doctor's report says. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report says. My word is the final word. My word is the final word. Okay, let's look at some examples in the Bible. We're going to start with verse 2. 11, two Hebrews 11 2. For by faith, these are some examples of faith in action. These are some examples of believing and receiving. For by faith, trust and holy fervor, born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. One verse in the Bible just says, these men of faith, these men of old, they believed and they obtained a good report. As I was reading this and studying this and just kind of meditating on the scripture this week, I was looking at some other friends here and I was saying, for by faith, by trust and holy fervor, born of faith, John had a divine testimony born to him and obtained a good report. By faith, by trust and holy fervor, born of faith, jerry had divine testimony born to him and obtained a good report by faith tom obtained a good report by faith i i obtained a good report their holy fervor by faith yvonne obtained a good report and fred obtained a good report people i'm naming if you haven't been here before let me just tell you if you've been healed of cancer right now stand up bladder cancer brain cancer uh, uh, appendix cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, lymphoma, testicular cancer, prostate. prostate cancer. Praise God! Praise God! Holy fervor, guys. That holy fervor is a just a an excitement. It literally. Literally, I've got a girl, she's not here tonight, she's here often. I remember when she was in the midst of the fight with cancer, the first time she came, she was in tears, not quiet tears, just gut-wrenching tears of fear. Within two or three or four or five weeks, I was talking to her and she said, Cindy, it doesn't make sense. I am excited. I'm going through this cancer treatment. I'm going through chemo. I lost all my hair. I am excited with what God's doing in me. She had that holy fervor born of faith. She's healed. She's healed. She obtained the good report. Verse 7. We're going to go to another um, person in the Old Testament. Verse 7. Prompted by faith, Noah being forewarned by God concerning events of which as yet there was no visible sign. Underline that part. He didn't see it with his eyes. He, didn't, he heard God and he believed God without seeing what God was talking about. He believed him. He took heed and he diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his faith which relied on God. Underline that if you have that translation. His faith, which relied on God. He passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief and became an heir and possessor of righteousness, that relation of being right into which God puts the person who has faith. How many of you have been in a position when the world disagreed with you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. That's where Noah was. It says that um, he he passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief. I've been there. People thought I was crazy. I had to be careful who I talked to because they thought I was nuts. I don't care what they think. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. That's what he did. That's what it means he passed judgment on the world's unbelief. He chose to believe God instead of agreeing with the world. He chose to agree with God. Now the story goes... My husband's the expert at this. And his, the whole sound thing, I have to tell it. So Kent, you may have to help me with this. But I, I understand that when Noah built the ark, there had never been any rain on the earth. The earth was, was watered and nourished by dew and by the groundwater. There had never been rain on the earth. And God tells him there's going to be a flood Yeah, that's faith That's faith He was forewarned by God concerning events as of which yet there was no visible sign He had never even seen rain And he followed God's directions and he built this immense ark on dry land That takes faith Kent It took a hundred years For him to build the ark Yeah, everybody had to think he was crazy We've all said, you know, that people think we're a little crazy because we believe God at his word and we trust him and we see the results. Think about Noah. That's faith. The next example is Abraham, starting with verse 8. Urged on by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. And he went, although he did not know or trouble his mind... About where he was to go That's a word for all of us Don't trouble your mind about it Don't try to reason it out Or figure it out Because you're not going to be able to Here, this man Who was a very wealthy man With a big family And all kinds of animals and, and riches God says leave Leave your home Take your tents And just go He didn't know where he was going to end up Verse 9 Prompted by faith, he dwelt as a temporary resident in the land which was designated in the promise of God, though he was like a stranger in a strange country, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who were fellow heirs with him of the same promise. I'm going to skip over to verse 11. Because of faith, also Sarah, his wife, herself received physical power to conceive a child, even when she was long past the age for it, because... She considered God who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. She expected it because she believed and trusted the giver of the promise. Verse 12, so from one man, though he was physically as good as dead, there have sprung descendants whose number is as the stars of heaven and as countless as the innumerable sands on the seashore. That's our promise. That's our promise. And we're going to go to Romans now. I'm going to show you another verse about about, um, Abraham. Oh, when you put yourself in this scripture, it is awesome. Romans chapter 4. This is one of my favorite scriptures of faith starting with verse 18 for Abraham human reason for hope being gone hoped in faith Abraham had no reason to hope but he hoped in faith I had a hopeless situation according to the doctor's How many of you had a doctor say, no hope? Raise your hand if you had a doctor tell you that. No hope. God says, hope in faith. Faith is being persuaded of his truth. That's what God says. Hope in me, guys. Hope in me. Believe in me. Believe in me. I love you. I've got it all handled. Don't try to figure it out. Hope in me That's what what Abraham did As it is written I have made you Oops I want to go to the next verse For Abraham Human reason for hope being gone Hoped in faith That he should become The father of many nations As he had been promised For Beth Human reason for hope being gone Hoped in faith That she should be Completely healed as she had been promised by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. She believes the promise of God, just like Abraham did. Verse 19. He, this is back to Abraham. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Saren's dead and womb. My friend Beth did not weaken in faith When she considered the doctor's report. My friend Lisa. Did not weaken in faith. When she heard the doctor say. There's no way that you're going to beat this girl. She said oh no. She believed God's word. Instead of the doctor's report. Verse 20. No unbelief or distrust made them waver. Made him waver. Made Beth waver. Made Lisa waver. Concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith As he gave praise and glory to God Fully satisfied and assured That God was able and mighty to keep his word And do what he had promised Okay Would you please repeat after me Look up there at the scripture No unbelief Or distrust Will make me waver Concerning the promise of God But I grow strong And I am empowered by faith as I give praise and glory to God. I am fully satisfied and assured that God is able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he has promised. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? That's one of the scriptures that's on your paper that I gave you tonight. God's promise is true And our part is coming into that place where we have that holy fervor Believing just like abraham did he was a hundred years old He'd been impotent for how many years. I don't know his wife was barren. She was 96 or 97 years old I'm 54 55 And I don't want to be in that those shoes right now Fifty years later, she was almost 100 when she gave birth. They believed for a long time. I have to stop and share a quick testimony. Last Sunday, Life Christian Church. This is awesome, isn't it? Pastor Dino shared a story. There was a woman in our church who was at Life Christian when it was just a Bible study. Our church is about 18 years old. It's been in existence for about 18 years, and it started with a Bible study. And this woman was part of that initial Bible study. And she wanted to get pregnant 18 years ago. And she didn't get pregnant. And she believed God. And she believed God. And she believed God. And finally she lost hope. She went to a conference, um, a women's conference. Pastor Tracy, one of our um, pastors at Life, was leading this women's conference about a year and a half ago. And she went to that conference. And when she went to that conference, her hope was reignited. Her hope in the healer was rekindled. And she went back to her first love. And she started believing Jesus. She started believing Abba, Father, at his word again. This Sunday, they dedicated twin babies to the Lord. Yes. Praise God. 18 years And that that's a mama and a daddy with two beautiful kids a baby boy and a baby girl So praise 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 god his word is true today His word is true today Many of us have seen the results of that and we want to just encourage you if you haven't seen it yet It's yours Doesn't mean that it isn't yours. It is yours. You've already obtained it You might not have seen it in your body yet, but jesus already paid the price for you Because you're worth it. Because he loves you so much. Okay. So how did Abraham, this is at the bottom of page 33, how did Abraham act in faith? Yep, he was obedient. He didn't understand it. That's the childlike part we're going to talk about next week. He didn't understand it. He didn't try to understand it. He went ahead and did what God said. He didn't trouble his mind about it. So what did Sarah think of God's promise? She did, but what does it say? And actually it's in the next, um, it's in Hebrews 11. She considered him good for his word. She considered him able to keep his word. And so what was the result? Yes, they did. They got their baby. Abraham had relationship with Father God. Noah had relationship with Father God. Relationship is that key. Relationship is the key. Okay. I would like to go back on Romans 4. I would like to go back to verse 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. This is Abraham's promise. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the father of faith. He was appointed our father in sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Let me read it from another translation. This is the New King James. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. This scripture is a little hard to understand, but I want to talk about it for just a minute. When Father God called Abraham the father of many nations, was he the father of many nations? Not yet. He called him what wasn't yet. And that's what the scripture says. It says, Um, speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Back in the day when Abraham was waiting for that promise, he waited a long time, his name was Abram. And then shortly before they conceived, about a year before they conceived, he changed his name and called him Abraham. The name Abraham means father of many nations that's what the word abraham means and so abraham changed his name at 98 or 99 years old and that way every time somebody spoke to him they called him what he wasn't yet they called him the father of many nations that word was going forth and he was stepping into that role he was it was building his faith to say okay that's who i am How many of you know Pastor Sarah Marie? A lot of you do. She's our our founding pastor. For the first, I don't know how many years I knew her. Her name was Pastor Marie. In an encounter she had with Father God, he called her Sarah. She didn't know why. He didn't explain why. (laughs) But she did the same thing that Abraham did. She made the choice to change her name to Pastor Sarah, to Sarah, because that's what God called her. She was doing what was biblical. She's saying, well, God called me Sarah, so I guess I better be Sarah. So maybe God has a reason for her to be called Sarah. So she, her name now, we call, we, she hasn't had it legally changed, but we, we all call her Pastor Sarah, Pastor Sarah Marie. So Abraham, the father of many nations. So how does that relate to you? God says in the scripture That he called things that were not as though they were And that's what we're going to be doing When we talk about building up our faith We're going to be speaking to our body Based on the promises of God We're going to be speaking Of non-existent things That he has foretold and promised As if they already existed In my case when I had a diagnosis of cancer, I spoke to my body and I called it healed because that was God's promise for it. And I spoke to my lymph nodes and I called them healthy. And I spoke to my immune system and I called it strong. I spoke to my body and I said, there's no cancer in there in the name of Jesus because that was his promise for me. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. So I spoke of the non-existent things That God had foretold and promised as if they already existed We need to stop calling those things that are as they are And start calling them as they're not That's speaking in faith And it's not lying You're denying it's right to exist You're not denying that it's there But you're denying it's right to be there When we get into that practical application We'll talk more about how to talk But I just wanted to give you that nugget right now Okay, we're going to do one more scripture tonight And then we're going to save childlike faith for next week Would you please look at foundation four Which is at the end of our lesson page 35 Mark chapter 9 We look to jesus And his ministry of healing once again In mark chapter 9 a father is desperate for his son's healing And he makes a request of jesus He says, If you can do anything, Jesus, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus tells him, If you believe all things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible. Say that. All things are possible to him that believes. Say it again. All things are possible to him that believes. Okay, This is chapter 9, verse 17. Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. I want to read it from this version. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit But they could not. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Notice he's he's saying unbelieving. He wants us to believe. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, I love that part, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. We'll finish the scripture and then we'll go back there. Because where I really want to focus is in the middle here where the father first of all says to jesus If you can do anything Have pity on us and heal my son Now he had come to jesus because he knew jesus. He knew the healer. He knew his reputation You might be coming to marlene Kleps next week because you've heard about her You've heard about her reputation as a woman of god who has an anointing for healing That's what that man did he knew Jesus's reputation and and he came But he may have been a little Unsure I don't know about you, but the first time I came to life christian church. I was a little unsure And then he said to jesus if you can do anything have pity on us and jesus said if He asked a question if I can do anything Why all things are possible to him that believes So he's building that man's faith he's telling him this is the truth mister I can do this the father through me I say the same thing I say the same thing that when we lay hands on you it's the father through us and I believe with all my heart that the power of God is moving mightily to heal just like John was healed last week just like all those people that raised their hands at the beginning today were healed jesus said if i can all things are possible to him that believes so then the man does what you would probably do or i would probably do we, we would agree we say okay i believe and then he says help my unbelief how many of you have been there i want to believe but i don't know if i can i want to believe but god it's a big deal the doctors give me this terrible report or I'm experiencing all this stuff or it's in my face god this pain or this affliction or this disease or this issue that is so big I can't even begin to see around it it is so huge god so I wanna believe what happened at the end of the story it's not a story what happened at the end of this account the boy was healed. I want to tell you, and I, I don't know, you can take this or leave it, but this is what I believe. That, that man, he said, he said, I believe, and then he said, help my unbelief. That thing called unbelief, that he was calling unbelief or doubt, I think that was distractions. Distractions from what he was seeing in his son He saw his son with epilepsy. I think that's probably what it was Foaming at the mouth rolling around and it happened over and over and over again And he saw that in front of his face and that's his kid and he loved his son more than anything And it was so and he said it's happened since his birth Right He's had that affliction and so for years he's seen that and that distraction was in his face And Jesus, he knew Jesus was a healer. He'd seen Jesus heal other people. And he believed Jesus. He believed Jesus could. But then he saw the distraction of his son. And he's saying, God, help me see beyond this distraction. Help me see you and only you and not the distraction. You can have belief in your heart with doubt in your mind. Let me say that again. You can have belief in your heart with doubt in your mind. We're going to talk more about that in the weeks to come. Belief in your heart means you believe Jesus. You believe He's the Healer. You believe Him with all your heart. You've read the scriptural backing for it. You have a relationship with God. You know Him. You know you've encountered Him. You know His love for you and you love Him. He's touched you. You've heard You've seen prayers answered you know him But there's a lot of distractions And and you might have thoughts that come into your mind that doesn't mean you're not in faith That means you got thoughts in your mind (laughs) You know we're an intellectual being we think But you can absolutely have a powerhouse faith With doubt in your mind and I think that's what happened with this man He saw jesus healing He believed it with all his heart and he received his son received healing Praise jesus praise him I have a uh, we're gonna can't we get the praise song ready? Please I want to share a testimony as as Kent gets a praise song This praise song is powerful and then i've got some words to share but first we're going to praise god But I want to share a testimony. This is a woman that Kent and I have known for years from brazil beautiful beautiful woman um and a very dear close friend kent when she got married kent gave her away because both of her parents had passed away and i was like the stand-in mother of the bride it was amazing so we're very close to this girl and her sister had a daughter has a daughter who had epilepsy her whole life and she was um in her 20s honey do you remember how old amanda was was teens Middle teens, okay, so she'd had epilepsy for a long time And it was very, 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 very serious She had multiple seizures daily it, They were so such, to such a degree that she had never been able to go to school She, had, she was not verbal um, uh, From what I know, because I'm in education um, Very often when there's a lot of seizure disorder It interrupts the, the learning paths She wasn't able to learn so she wasn't verbal. She had never gone to school. She had serious seizure disorder Well, my friend we we were able to watch her blossom and coming to know jesus And then she took her knowledge and shared it with her sister And her sister started trusting and believing god and coming to know him personally, that's the key She received jesus as her savior. She started to spend time with god personally every day she started to seek god's truth about healing and, and look at his his uh promises in the bible about healing and my friend Sita got a phone call this is this has happened a long time ago this is but it's perfect for this day for this um lesson she got a phone call from her sister in brazil and her sister said Sita this is the happiest day of my life. And Sita said, why? She said, Amanda went to school today for the first time. The seizures got less and less and less as she prayed and believed. The seizures disorder got to such a, so much better that she was able to go to school. She was able to start learning. She was in her teens. She had never gone to school just like this little boy. And her mother believed. She received Jesus as her healer. She had relationships. She established relationships. She fell in love with Jesus. And her daughter started that process of recovery. Isn't that awesome? I don't know where she's at because I kind of lost contact. But amazing, amazing testimony. Okay, would you please stand? I don't always ask you to stand, but I would like you to stand today.